0: Welcome to Let's Talk Learning Disabilities with Lori Peterson and Abby Weinstein. Lori and Abby spend their days talking about dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, and ADHD. They talk to parents of struggling students and adults who have had a lifetime of academic challenges. They want to share those stories along with their own insights with you. So, Let's Talk Learning Disabilities.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Lori. And this is Abby. Welcome to episode number 60 of Let's Talk Learning Disabilities. Today, we are continuing our series on interventions and ways to support individuals that learn differently or are neurodivergent.
2: Abby, who are we talking to today? Today, we're talking to Rachel from Breakaway Test Prep. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you. This is something we have not
1: talked about, but we get a ton of questions about, especially in our day-to-day business and working with families and clients. So um, first, before we even get into what you do, because it's really, really unique and special, tell us a little bit about you and then if you can kind of just kind of lead into what you do and a little bit about your business.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am a 13-year special education teacher. Um, I've worked in a variety of settings, both uh, private school and and public school. Um, And I started working with uh, breakaway test prep about 12 and a half years ago, actually. And I started as as a tutor for them, specifically working with students who have learning differences and qualify for different accommodations on the ACT. Um, there was just kind of this like niche in this need. And I was, you know, a new teacher just looking to uh, continue to like improve my practice. And so this sort of just uh, fell into my plate and um, I've loved doing it. I've loved being able to work with kids one-on-one and see the progress for them, not just on you know a standardized test, but also to be able to help them then make gains in their school and their academic career as well. So, um, I am currently a breakaways director for students with learning disabilities. And so, tell us a little bit about what that
1: means when you're tutoring kids with learning disabilities. What looks different, or what do you do differently than and someone else who does SAT or ACT test prep?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the the sessions um, for students are very much geared uh, to exactly what they need. Right, learners have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, some students are you know really struggle with the English and the reading portion of the test, while others struggle more you know in the math and the science. And it's you know there is kind of that pattern to students and, and how their brain works as well. And so if a student struggles more in the the reading and the English portion, you know we spend time really going into the content and the background that's needed for the test. Um, yes, doing well on this test is, you know, ultimately our, our students and their parents goal. But as an educator, I really take the the focus of like how can I reteach you the content or teach the content to you in a different way so that you know it, yeah, for this test, so you can do well, but so that you can apply it to your school work as well. Um, You know, doing well in the English section of the ACT and knowing your comma rules and semicolons and dashes is great, but being able to apply it in your essay and your writing um, Mm -hmm. is something then that is always my hope that that students take away from it. So our sessions are very individualized to students and, and their learning needs and their learning styles as well. Um, and so just having like the, the years of experience doing this is, is the way that um, I approach each session and my team does as well. So um, there are six of us on uh, my team who work with students specifically with learning differences and um, th- we are all current uh special education teachers, um, you in, in a variety of settings. And so we just have kind of the years of experience, um, mm-hmm. as well, that I think really like adds to this, um, and, and makes us really good at what we do because we've just seen so many different students with so many different learning profiles, um, over mm-hmm. the years. Oh,
2: definitely. That's huge. And I think what's great is that you guys are special educators. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I see as a great positive and something that maybe differentiates you from some other test prep companies that have well, highly educated teachers and tutors, but special educators, we have different training in college in our, you know, our training to get our degrees. We're taught how to teach things in very differentiated ways. We can explain one concept in 10 different ways to make sure the learner gets it and understands it on their level and is able to master it and apply it to different concepts. So I think that's a great advantage. You know, being a special educator, you are taught or you spend time with students, like you said, at so many various levels. They might all be 17 years old, or they may all be seniors or juniors in high school, but they all have very different and unique needs and they learn in very different ways. And I think that's so cool that you guys all have that special education teaching background, because then you can really differentiate to the learner and teach them one skill or concept in 10 different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that like plays to, you know, like
3: our, our strength as a team um, as well. And, you know, another thing that we do is we typically set students up with two different tutors. So uh, I, as a special education teacher, I'm coming to this from um Really specializing in English and reading because that's where I've been teaching for a number of years, and so uh, those are the two areas of the test where I really work with students. Versus uh, uh, some other teachers who focus more on the math and the science because that's where you know the content areas that they support more. And Mm -hmm. so we are then specialized in that way to um, really even narrowing it down further when you think about Mm -hmm. the the four or five different components of the ACT and the SAT. Great.
1: Do you guys do tutoring? Um, outside of SAT ACT, do you do any like content specific tutoring, or um, and then if you do, what age groups do you guys typically focus on?
3: Yeah, we we do. Um, we absolutely do the academic tutoring piece, and and you know since COVID, a lot of colleges are now test optional, and so while we still do see a lot of students for you know ACT SAT test prep, um, a lot we also have a lot of parents who are like, you know, do we really need this test for college? And, and the answer is, you know, sometimes and maybe, right? Um, and so this is where our approach to it is not just, we don't want your students just to do well in this. We want to use the, the ACT and SAT then as more of the curriculum to help students become better test takers and to fill in any of the, the gaps that they have in their content knowledge in English and math, reading comprehension strategies and, and in science, mm-hmm. um, which then always kind of snowballs too. Well, are you also available to help support them in their, you know, math class, in their English class, in their social studies class? So, we are available to also help uh, with with content areas, particularly you know the math, the science, the reading, the history, um, and. But also uh, to support with any executive function stuff as well. A lot of students who have learning disabilities struggle with organization, time management, being able to take that large assignment, you know, the five-page essay that's due in three weeks and how do we make that, uh, break that into like manageable tasks that they can complete Mm -hmm. on a daily basis so we help and and support with those executive function stuff as well um and that's kind of one of the fun things with so many of our of the students we work with is we'll work with them on for test prep and then it's like oh you know but we had such a great experience would you be able to help them on their essay would you be Mm -hmm. able to support them in their math class um And then we, and then that kind of comes to like, I just got a call yesterday from a mom. Um, her, her, uh, oldest is now just finished her freshman year of her first, first quarter freshman year uh of college and she's like you know our our second one is now halfway through sophomore year and we're thinking about doing the same thing for her are you still doing this oh my gosh thank you i'm so glad three years That's later awesome. that you're still available for us um, so it's it's a lot of that uh then too is kind of families um using us again um, That's
2: wonderful. Next-
3: have you done any test prep for any of the other standardized tests besides sat or act You know, my team specifically really just focuses on ACT, SAT. We will do some PSAT as well. Um, Most students don't do any prep for like the um, Mm pre-ACT just because that's not it. As a company, Breakaway has helped um, students with um, like some of the like pre-professional tests and stuff as well, but just not as much in my team not. Um, not really we really hone in on on high school students. Um, there's been a few onesie twosie ones too with um I worked with a student a couple of years ago who was trying to get into one of the um like private Catholic schools yeah. up in the Twin Cities. And so yeah, we did right. some test prep for them to um but those are you know those are kind of one off situations. Sure. Um, I would say you know 99% of it is the ACT SAT. And even from there, um For students who struggle on the test, the ACT is a lot nicer of a test. And so really, I would say like 90% of of the test prep that we're doing is for the ACT versus the SAT.
1: We have found that too. More Mm -hmm. of the kids that learn differently tend to do better. Mm -hmm. Not all, but tend to do a little bit better on the ACT.
3: Mm -hmm. Do you guys meet virtually? Do you do in person? A little bit of both? Yeah, I would say most of our tutoring uh, these days since COVID is virtual. uh, We have a few tutors who will see some students in person, but the majority of it is done virtually. And I have to say, students have had such great success with it too, um, because they can control the background noise in their environment. You know, we're sharing screens via Zoom and having them still take notes, and you can see them taking notes on the side as well. Um, So it's been really, really good. You know, and the other piece of feedback that we've gotten from parents by, by seeing virtual too, is that their student can just log off and then continue on with their afternoon or evening. You don't have that like drive time, which can really be, you know, 20 minutes one way, 20 minutes the other way. That's 40 minutes to an hour that a student is then losing for, you know, academic time, but also for social time, free time, time, all of those different pieces. Right. Um, And so it's worked, it's worked really well.
2: That's wonderful. So we could use, we could refer you to clients all over the nation. That's fascinating and, and such an incredible resource. So with the, with the ACT and SAT test prep, you. it sounds like you're helping them hone in on the skills that they are weaker in, maybe in reading comprehension, reading, reading fluently. But you're also working on test-taking strategies, right? Like how to attack a test question and work through it and tips for success on tests. Because we see a lot of students, a lot, a lot, a lot of students that come in and their main concern is test anxiety. And I always think that if they had more, if they had the appropriate test taking skills and even a step back behind that if they had really good study skills and felt more confident going into the test and then had really good test-taking strategies that would reduce that test-taking anxiety and help them be more successful on that assessment
3: absolutely absolutely i mean and i think you know when as a student, if you struggle with testing, that's just natural. Your anxiety is always just going to be heightened, right? Like you know that you head into something uh, struggling, and your confidence is already low in in this area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something else too that we absolutely bring to this. You know, we we recognize that students have that anxiety towards just tests in general, um, and you know, our big thing with being able to do test prep then is like the exposure to the content. And and uh, being able to see it multiple times so that you can really bring down some of that anxiety. Another thing that Breakaway does uh, every single weekend is we offer uh, virtual practice tests for students. And these are proctored practice tests where somebody you know, gives them a start time and a stop time. We offer it with 50% more time and students could also do it over multiple weekends. So we really try to mimic the accommodations that students are, are able to receive on the ACT as well. And we found that that's been really helpful for for students for bringing down some of that anxiety because it's like then when they actually go and take the real test it's like okay I've done this before I've been doing this for a few yeah. weekends I know what to expect um, and by having them do those practice tests then that's something we talk about in our sessions as well like how are you feeling how is your anxiety how were your time management strategies in in these different areas as well
1: do you have any um like success stories you could share of, of students that have you know worked with you and you've seen like just that improvement I think the confidence is huge I think the confidence Mm -hmm. is like 90% of it honestly Mm -hmm. but I would love to hear just I know I'm sure you have a million of them but like give me share with us a couple success stories
3: yeah. I, you know, I worked with a student this past summer who, you know, um, you know, his mom called me kind of about this time, uh, last year it was just like, you know, he's, he's just really struggling. We don't even know if he wants to go to college or not, but he, uh, was an athlete and kind of getting some, some interest from some coaches for, for the sport that he played. So he was then kind of suddenly starting to think, maybe I want to go to college, but my ACT score, I think he was like in a 17 or 18. And, um, he, he she just said, you know, he's really committed to doing the work this summer, which, you know, isn't always the case, right? That that's, you know, part of it is students have to really want to do well. And mm-hmm. uh, I met, that is, yeah, I met with him three days a week, um, which was actually, I, I think a lot, um, but we were able to then just get him started and get him the strategies and the confidence that he needed to do well. Um, and he took the September ACT and he scored a 30. Wow. So he, he he just had, and then he came back to me. Mom, he was like, "Would you would you help edit my college essay?" And his college essay was all about uh, like this experience. Of, uh-huh. Uh, you know, being recruited for his sport, not believing in himself, doing uh, ACT prep, and then really feeling like he was learning how to be a student through the test prep process, and um, then able to show this amazing score too. So I just heard from his mom; he got into three different schools, and is still oh. trying to like pick where he wants to go.
1: Oh my gosh, cool Rachel, program. that is so much. I mean, that's so much more than just test prep,
2: right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you've changed his kid's life. His life, absolutely. Yeah.
3: So, and that's the fun, right? Like that's, that's, uh, that's why we do this. I think like, you know, again, at my core, I'm just, I'm an educator and like, I want to see students do well and have the success um, beyond this, you know, beyond this stupid test, which is just one of those hurdles that students have to get through. How
2: many, so you said you worked with him three times a week, which was a little above and beyond, but how many sessions? So how many weeks about?
3: Yeah, he tutored all summer long, um, and eventually, you know, I, we, he started that way and built some really great stamina, and then we bumped it down to two times a week, and then his sports schedule started to ramp up a little bit, and he was on vacation, you know, so I think I probably saw him maybe 15 or 20 sessions throughout the summer.
1: Wow. To do that. What, what's your typical schedule with a student? Is it like once a week?
3: Totally varies, Laurie. Really great question, because it's individualized for students, um, and it, it depends on how much time be, we have from when a student starts and when their first, you know, when, what test date they're shooting for, um, and also what their initial test score is and what their goal is towards the test. Mm-hmm. Um, so for students right now, most students uh, who are kind of starting their test prep process right now are shooting for the April test. Um, ideally, uh, we're saying kind of two times a week, one time meeting with the English and the reading tutor, one time with the math and the science um, to really just like get the the momentum and the ball rolling, making sure that they have the strategies and like the continuity of instruction as well. Uh, To get started, we find if students don't meet with each tutor right away, they kind of slack on some homework. And then um, two weeks between is just kind of too much. But then we can also tailor from there. So if a student is really strong in math and science, um, we can then, we have that flexibility to like, well, let's just bump this to every other week, but keep meeting with the English reading tutor every week to build that. So mm. it really we really take an individualized approach. Um, when I'm talking to parents, though, so I say it's really a minimum of 10 to 12 sessions. Um, and if you think about the four areas of the test, you know, if you're only doing 10, that's, you know, kind of two and a half hours on each one. But I really feel like with all of the math content that is on there, we could do all 10 sessions on math and still right. not cover everything. Um, do most students come to you
1: um, with already obtaining, or they've already been given the accommodations that
3: they need, or are they still trying to get that balance, you know, worked out as well? every student is different in that respect and every parent is different in that respect. I think so much of it comes down to uh, where they go to school and what their counselors know and what the parents parents know about accommodations as well. So I have a lot of students who come and and who have already qualified for something and we work from there. I have others where like I'm educating parents on what are the accommodations and who do they need to go to their high school to talk to um, to get the different accommodations that are out there. Um, And and every school has a very different approach to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we find that too. I'm always amazed
1: at how many people don't realize you can get accommodations on the ACT or SAT. Um, And so we, we find that we also do a lot of educating in that realm as well, because it's not something that's, really publicized.
2: No, yeah. It's not publicized for sure.
3: Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of, you know, um, counselors and they, that don't know, don't know it either. Uh, because then I'm, you know, having parents tell them, no, you really can, if you have severe dyslexia, you really can get triple time with a reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, schools don't want to do that because it's very time consuming, of course, but if that's in the students best interest and they need that
2: accommodation, we should absolutely be pushing for that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And it's great. We also really push for making sure that parents help their young adult high school students start to really advocate for themselves and their own needs. And so, you know, we want them to know what their accommodations are, what their specific learning differences are, what they struggle with, what they're really good with, and be able to say I do best if I get extra time or I perform best on tests when it's read to me or I read out loud to myself. So I think that's cool that you help them also when they come to you know kind of more about their learning challenges, their strengths, what accommodations are available, what accommodations they can use to be successful, and and how to most appropriately use those accommodations the way they're intended to be used, like with Fidelity. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that you guys do that, Abby, because you know, the more
3: practice that students can have, kind of knowing about themselves, then um, helps in high school, but ultimately in college, right? Which yeah. is and and in a in a future job and career situation. Um, and so, building those skills in middle school and in high school, I think, is so important. As well.
1: Are you seeing a lot of kids? because we actually with my son, we just went through this process. We're done. Thank you, Jesus. But what I thought was really interesting is that even a lot of the schools that were, you know, test optional, still based a lot of their scholarship, you know, determination on those test scores. So are you finding that a lot of kids are still taking this test, even
3: if they're applying to a test optional school? I am, yeah. And, you know, parents are then we're having kind of this different conversation of, you know, you you may not need it, but that's where the background of using the test as curriculum to make sure that your student has strong writing skills, has strong math skills, has strong data analysis skills for the science fiction, reading comprehension skills. Um, and parents are really liking that approach to it. Like, yes, it's helping you on that, but we're really trying to strengthen your student academically. I because they, they, they may need the score, they may ne- not need it, but they need all of these uh, oh, academic skills cool. for college. Exactly. I would imagine a lot
1: of your students see an improvement in their grades.
3: Right. Yeah, they, so. they do. And um, so that's been really fun too, to kind of hear like, you know, that they're taking academics more seriously to kind of after this test prep. And I think some of that just comes down to students and maturity as well. You know, right. junior, senior year, that's when, Stuff really starts to get serious. They're looking at their friends who are older, who are you know applying to college, talking about college, doing all of that, and so um, I think kind of the seriousness of um, of it really sets in too.
2: But it, you know, I also think that it, it to me, in my opinion, it sounds like you're you're also empowering them. You know, when you're giving them those skills and strategies and boosting their confidence and letting them practice the test, you're empowering them, and so you kind of look at your education career differently when you feel empowered, like, I can do it. I can be successful. And then you establish different goals for yourself and you kind of start to do it more for yourself rather than just your parents. But I love also that you talk about using the ACT test prep as a curriculum because those are skills you need to be successful in college as well. And a lot of students... You know, towards the end of their high school career, they haven't learned great study skills and test taking skills, and they have a very, very difficult time transitioning from high school to college. They've also gotten by with
1: With, a lot of gaps.
2: Yeah. Right? Or doing the bare minimum, they've gotten by, and then you can't get by anymore in college doing the bare minimum.
3: Absolutely, and especially you know, coming out of COVID too for the past couple of years, I think we're seeing more and more of those gaps in some of the the English grammar, reading, uh, comprehension, and -hmm. and and, you know just some of the math curriculum. And and it's no part of no fault of the teachers at all. Um, But yeah, you once you know once it's you in this test, you can't um, you can't just hide if you don't know how to how to take it and how to access some of the content that's on it Mm -hmm.
2: as well.
1: Well, this All has right. been awesome. I'm so excited. Like I said, we have had a lot of parents ask for this type of service that is specific to their student that may have a learning disability, ADHD, just learns differently, mm-hmm. um, and who is not confident about this test. And, and I feel like this is huge for those kids. And I feel like you are making such a difference. So thank you for what you do.
3: Yes. Cool. And thank oh, you're for, welcome. I love
1: thank it. Thank you for sharing this with us today. If people want to learn more about your company, about what you guys do, where's the best place to go?
3: Yeah, the best place to reach out to us uh, is our website, breakawaytestprep.com. We are located in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, My email is just rachel at breakawaytestprep.org. And my email, uh, and my phone number uh, and email also can be found on our website um, there as well. If students are interested in even just taking a practice test to see where they land, like I said, we offer those every weekend and uh, on our Website, you can register your students there for that as well. And I love that
1: you do that with accommodations with Mm -hmm. the extra time because a lot of kids need to get that feel for if they've already been given the extra time, like what is this going to feel like? So that is great. We'll link all that in the show notes so that people can access that quickly. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. Thank
2: you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We appreciate it. Definitely. And thank you for what you do and staying passionate about helping students who learn differently.
3: Well, this thank you. you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity uh, and the platform to uh, talk more about this and, um, you know, the the passion that I have um, in my career. So thank
2: awesome. you. Of course. Thank you to all of our listeners also. Yeah, I'm sure you
1: guys found this um, as Equally as helpful as we did. Um, Like I said, I'll list all of the links for Rachel and her company in the show notes. If you have specific questions or topic ideas that you'd like to hear from us, you can always email us at letstalklearningdisabilities at gmail.com. Abby, they can also go to our website
2: www.ltldpodcast.com. That will take you to our podcast website where you can see a list of all the various episodes we've recorded. You can choose by episode title, number, or even by category. So feel free to access our website and check out all our podcast episodes. Thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. I hope everyone has a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you back for episode number
1: 61. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. In our show notes, you can find information about today's talk, as well as links to resources and other episodes. If you have questions about today's talk, have ideas for future episodes, or just want to stay connected, you can contact us through Diagnostic Learning Services on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So, let's keep talking learning disabilities. This podcast is sponsored by eDiagnostic Learning. You can find more information at www.ediagnosticlearning.com.